0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Phil Bliss, founder and CEO of Canada's Podcast, coming to you today from Toronto. Today, we're going to meet Jess Hunnichard and Emily Ward, the co founders of the multifaceted talent agency Shine Talent Group. After launching Shine PR in January 2015, the team quickly saw the opportunity to fill a void in what's now Called the influencer landscape. Shine Talent Group was born to build, was born, built to serve as a resource for brands and marketing PR agencies with one on one talent management and campaign strategy consulting. They now have offices in Los Angeles, Toronto, and London. So let's talk to them about their growth and their, their interesting entrepreneurial journeys. Hi, everyone. I'm Phil Bliss, founder and CEO of Canvas Podcast, coming to you from Toronto. Today, we're going to meet Emily Ward, the co-founders of the multifaceted talent management agency, Shine Talent Group. After launching Shine in 2015, they saw an opportunity to fill a void in what's now called the influencer landscape. So in 2015, Shine Talent Group was born. And to serve as a resource for brands and marketing and PR agency with one to one talent management and campaign strategy consulting. They've been very successful, and the team has now expanded to represent social talent globally with offices in LA, Toronto, and London. So, Emily, welcome to Canada's podcast. Nice to meet you. And uh, um, as I normally do, um, You know we're all about your journey so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself uh, what you do and why you're sitting here on zoom in front of me so to speak
1: Um, okay (laughs) well thank you very much for having me so um, my name is emily ward and I am the co-founder of Shine Talent Group, um, also the co-founder of our newly formed SaaS program called The Thread. And uh here to talk to you a little bit about my entrepreneurial journey because it's been a bit of a wild one since I started.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but but you know, how did you get here? You know, what 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 was your journey? Where were you beforehand, kind of thing?
1: We speak to um, a lot of students uh, through Shine, and I um, can certainly appreciate how how much pressure, you know, students are under to make the perfect choices as it feels today. Um, even my son, who's 13 right now, and he's looking into high schools, they're already starting to Start conversations about kids, you know, career journeys, and ensuring that they're selecting the right high school to have the right courses to do the right university course to have the career, you know, that you want. Um, but more often, or not, in my uh, my journey uh, as well, I find that people they don't normally land in the thing that they follow career pathways like in school um but what they end up following or falling into career wise are things that just are really um best suited for them and make them and make them happy. So I um I originally went to school uh, to do a bachelor of fine arts at York University um in dance because honestly it just made me really happy when I was younger and I couldn't imagine Uh, when I was like 17, 18, doing anything but uh, going to school to be a dancer. Um, And then I got into the program, which was an amazing program, um, but soon learned a little bit more about the world and and how difficult it might be to be a professional dancer. (laughs) Um, And decided that I was going to do what I could to learn everything um, about the industry around dance. So um, I started volunteering and taking part-time jobs and internships at literally like anything and anywhere that I could in like the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. I worked um at the National Ballet, um, I worked for the Danny Grossman Dance Company, uh, and then I I did stumble upon an internship with a, a PR company called Applause Communications and they had um been the PR agency of record for a lot of like arts and entertainment in Toronto. Uh, and I just really fell in love with PR. Uh, I loved the balance of, of working like with the media, pitching stories, kind of raising up these different like events and performances into the spotlight. Um, and then through that, I ended up doing my postgrad at Humber College. They had a um arts administration and cultural management uh, postgrad, which was um a great like eight month program. Had a ton of internships with it as well. Um, and although I didn't end up in the not-for-profit arts, it was like a really wonderful crash course just into some general, you know, business acumen that I, I didn't get, you know, through my BFA. So I, I learned about marketing and sponsorship and a little bit of accounting and a little bit of law. Um, and I did my three internships that landed me into a for-profit position. Um, at another great little advertising agency called the AdLib Group. Um, So I was hired there when I was still in school to start up a PR department, which now when I look back is like absolutely wild because I was 22 and um, I didn't go to school for PR. In fact, I actually didn't get into the PR program at Humber when I had applied for it. Uh, that I was offered this position and given like a really great chance through this husband and wife who owned um this agency and I remember them saying to me uh, that they you know they saw something in me and they said that they they really didn't care specifically you know what I was going to do with this PR department but you know I had to figure out a way to generate income so under kind of like this the safety of um of working with and you know at a at an agency and having like the resources i was kind of given this very like entrepreneurial um head start and i was kind of set off to to figure out how to generate like income and how to create service um using kind of like the tools that and the clients like that were around me so um a, a very like a very interesting like start I feel like not a lot of people today like get that kind of opportunity to kind of flex their their entrepreneurial muscles so so young yeah. um, so there I, I worked on like a number of different kinds of accounts. Um, but one thing I, I fell into like truly by a bit of a passion project was I started to um, represent motivational speakers. Um, one of them was was Paul Rosen, who is a paralympian um, who was just like amazing um, and both the owner of the the agency and I we, just, we had a soft spot for him and just really wanted to help out his career. Uh, and I started to get my feet wet kind of in, you know, the representation space uh, representing Paul and then a, then a few other people. Um, and then I went uh, and after about working there for about four years, decided I want to work for a large PR agency, um, which I did. I worked at DDB for another four years under Martine Levy and um, got some incredible agency experience their large global global clients. Um and just like learned a ton about working with integrated marketing as well and seeing like how all the different pieces, you know, fall together. Um, but from there, I uh I had my children and I couldn't really imagine a life where I was kind of going back to large agency life. Anybody who has worked for large agencies, um Can appreciate that like you don't have much control some some weeks like over schedule perhaps today it's a little different but back then um it was it was still pretty pretty busy um so I decided to take a stab at freelancing and uh I I really loved it because it um I was able to kind of rely on like this network that I had built through people I'd worked at worked with at DDB and then also um, at my previous agency and, you know, work on some great projects on more of a contract basis. Um, but if you've ever freelanced before, you also know that's it's pretty, pretty uh, nervy to say no to any contract because you don't really know when the next contract is going to be coming up. So I was taking on contracts and taking on contracts and taking on contracts. I had two young children at home um, and I just had a little bit too much on my plate to figure it out by myself. I had, um, at that time, my son was two and a half. My daughter was like a newborn and I really needed to um, a little bit more support <laughs> in order to service all these contracts well. So I started asking around to see if there was like, you know, another another freelancer out there who... I thought, oh, maybe we could kind of like work together and, and share some workload back and forth. And I kind of missed, you know, working with um, a team, teammate. And that's uh, that's when I met my business partner, Jess. So that was in 2014. I am very lucky that she was here in Canada. She had uh, moved from Australia for a boy Uh, And then she moved to Toronto and was trying to, you know, break into the PR industry. She had a a really wonderful PR career behind her, um, also working um, for herself um, and working for Channel 10, uh, Channel 9 and Channel 10 in uh, Melbourne, so two major uh, television networks doing PR. Um, but when she came to Canada, she found it really difficult to uh, break in because a lot of the PR agencies were saying, you know, your skill set is good, but you have no network and so much about PR is network. So I met up with her um, through a mutual friend who had put us in contact. And we honestly started working together like that day, which I think was, you know, May 2014. And we literally have just like never stopped like from from that day that day forward um we uh had really great synergy uh, together and i um i had never i had never met somebody who i who i worked you know so effortlessly um with and you know as much as we challenge each other i feel like there is such great synergies between us so the rest is history from there
0: so you know the benefit of, of, of people listening. And tell us a little bit about Shine, but focus more on less about the company and more on the shift in PR, you know, to what's termed influencer marketing. so sure. Because uh, because I think people have heard the term, but I'm not sure that they really understand it. So I mean, you know, we've got entrepreneurs listening who who you know have businesses to promote. So tell us what, what what's so what's so big of our influence in marketing.
1: Well, I can speak about it um also like back in 2015 when we when we really started this whole category. Um so Jess and I, as I shared, we met, we started freelancing together, started b- booking some larger meetings together and said, well you know, we don't want to go into these meetings as two freelancers. We wanted to go in as uh, an agency. So like literally on a whim, we decided to start Shine PR um, and then kind of ran into the issue of being like quite competitive in, you know, the boutique uh, PR space. It was easier to get contracts actually as, as a freelancer where you could work with these PR agencies, harder to be up against them as a boutique PR firm. Um, so, we were looking for a way at that time to kind of niche ourselves out. And Jess had seen an agency in Australia who had started to represent social talent. And at that time in Canada, there really there was like one or two who had started to like dabble in it, but there really wasn't anybody who was like wholly focusing on it. And also at that time, uh, there was just, oh my gosh, like an enormous amount of cuts in the. In the media, I mean, many magazines were discontinued. Um, you know, on the PR media relations side, I feel like when we would pitch, which we felt were strong stories that had good visuals, good hooks, a lot of the time we were being like refocused into like editorial sections, paid media sections, because there just wasn't the airtime or like the print space anymore that there used to be for like free earned editorial. Um, so we were experiencing that issue on the PR side, but like so were the other PR agencies. So when we started to dabble in this influencer space and representing social talent, who you know people who have like really great um Instagram followings, YouTube followings today, TikTok followings, um, the PR agencies were also struggling at that time to figure out like how they could keep up with the earned media um, or just awareness campaigns or impressions that they needed to, to fulfill um, their metrics. Uh, So us, you know, coming out with um, Shine Influencers and trying to be that in between, between the PR agencies and then also the talent and find ways for everybody to work together towards these like common goals was incredibly um, needed. Uh, So instead of being these PR agencies competitors, we started to be an asset to them um, and helping them, you know, fulfill their, their campaign goals.
0: What's been the greatest challenge you've faced to date? In <laughs> I mean, you're now in, you know, in in LA, in Toronto, in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you you've built a decent team, you know. What well, you know, what what's the biggest challenge they've had to overcome to, to do that?
1: we've been around for like nine years and every year every year is different in one way or another mm-hmm. um I uh the the keeping up like with I mean growth is amazing like and we've had some years of like tremendous growth um but keeping uh, up with growth I feel like can be a challenge. I feel like we've gone through like a lot of kind of growing pains um you know that companies talk about and it feels like sometimes when you just kind of get like your systems and platforms and everything to a certain point to manage it, it changes like again. So I think, um, you know, one of one of the ongoing challenges is just, um, you know, not holding on to anything like too tightly to kind of, you know, be like in flow of how the business wants to develop and where it needs to go to. Mm-hmm. um. I think uh, team culture would be something that I would say, I don't think as much as a challenge, but as like it's it's a focus um that you know, as the company has evolved, as we've as we've gone from having, you know, one team to two to three to being in office to being like remote, three different time zones now. Um, maintaining like that feeling of of team and team culture is incredibly like important to us. I feel like there's um you know, without having that, without having kind of like that same, you know, feeling of when Jess and I like first started and we're working with our original team, um, we want to be able to like maintain like that. um, We want to be able to like be able to maintain like that, like spirit of the company that it started when it was only like a few of us when we're now, you know, 65 people and growing.
0: So what is the biggest challenge in the future then if you've grown from like two to 60 plus in, you know, what what do you say, 11 years or whatever? What's the the big challenge now to get to, you know, 600 people?
1: I think, uh, you know, we hired a COO just a few months ago, which has been an incredible hire for our team, because I think that, and you know, your, your listeners who I'm sure many of them are entrepreneurs as well can appreciate that there is a certain personality that it takes to start something and to launch it, to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a different personality that is like required in terms of like um, managing and maintaining like that growth. And I can see in terms of like future future like challenge or opportunity. It's just that like learning how to take um, the, the like spirit of like what we have built and the things that we love like so dearly, like about the company and how to model that for mm-hmm. um, sustainable growth. Beyond sixty-five people, how to make that you know a hundred and fifty-person company? How to make that you know even larger? How to expand you know to like, new countries and still keep the spirit of the company the same? So,
0: in the time you've been running it, you've you've bumped it, you've you've hit some unexpected curves, challenges, whatever you want to call them. Have you found a way to deal with them successfully? that you can let people know? I mean, is is a is that kind of wall thing, is, has it become a process that's enabled you? Because I'm sure you've had to go around it, climb over it a few times on on the way to where you are now. Is, is it, have you found a, a process that works?
1: Well, I think that I am very lucky to have a business partner, an equal business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess and I have met many business partners like along the way who have um different structures of their like relationship of their business foundation. And I think because Jess and I came into the company um as you know 50-50 partners and, and both like really, really wanting this like six to succeed and having like equal like drive like towards it, I think it has allowed us always to Lean on each other in those those difficult moments, and I would also say that where um, other companies have incredibly like defined roles when it comes to business partners, Jess and I never have. There are certain things that you know she excels at or I excel at that we kind of like lean more towards her or towards myself. Um, but there's probably like every task that I do or that Jess does, we can we can e- either either of us can take over so i think that there is just um like high high mutual respect there and um also like a lot of like support in terms of when things like are challenging it doesn't all fall onto like one person's decision or perspective like there is there's a lot of um support and balance when figuring them out so i would say you know in terms of like our personal like experience having um that strong business partnership and that foundation relying like on that first and foremost has allowed us to, you know, accomplish like what we have, like I said, nine years, three markets and and growing, um, which is a no, no small feat. Um, and then other, uh, other tips that I would say in terms of like strategies, Jess and I invested a, like a lot of our time in the very early years into, um, understanding what what our vision like for the company was so we worked with um a a business consultancy uh called like think eight institute and they they did a lot of work on just you know visioning like articulation in terms of you know um the, the tone of our business you know the the content and the structure like how we wanted to um how we, how we wanted to develop this, like, overall, which actually didn't, um, rely so much on the specific service, but more on, like, the overall, like, business feel. Um, and I think because of that, we've always kind of, like, leaned into, like, the changing of the industry or what has been, um, you know, presented to us and, uh, not, not held on to, like, a specific, um, ideal like for that one year uh, but more kind of going towards like the greater vision of the company
0: so you know what's the best piece of advice you've received like mentorship whatever that that you use on a regular basis
1: <laughs> um we've received some great advice over the years the one one that stands out today that i feel like i've repeated to other um other business owners is to look to grow your business as evenly as possible in terms of your client load. Mm-hmm. So you know there's a lot of agencies out there who have one anchor client and that anchor client uh you know funds the majority mm-hmm. of like their overhead and their their staffing. And then they maybe have, you know, a few others that are are sprinkled in there. Um, but if you lose that one anchor client, agency folds. And then also if that one anchor client, if there's an imbalance in terms of like the relationship, it's really hard to correct that. Um, so we've thought about that like quite a bit and um, very much try to grow our company at the pace of what the company wants as well. I feel like we've never tried to like um, uh, push the growth beyond what it, it what it was ready for. Um, and same things in terms of our, our, our client load um, very much try to look at it as being um as like a steady and equal, you know, and even um as we have like progressed, not limiting anybody's growth, but just being conscious of not having like all efforts towards one um one category, one single talent, um, making sure that our, our resources are spread accordingly.
0: Taking today into account, what advice would you give somebody that was, you know, thinking about starting up a business? let's say, in in Toronto just
1: now? Um, I think that a PR background is the secret sauce, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Because if you know how to market yourself, if you know how to create news about yourself, this is so powerful in early years of any business. And so expensive if you don't have the skill set to do it on your own. So Jess and I coming from PR backgrounds ourselves, we knew how to do media relations for our own company when we had no clients. We knew how to create events and get sponsorships and create, you know, collaborative opportunities where there was no dollar exchanged. And those Those skill sets, skill sets to build network through PR, um, when I look back, I can see how invaluable that was and how beneficial it would be across categories.
0: I'm smiling because I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's, let's move on to some kind of fun, rapid fire questions, as we call them. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? Oh gosh,
1: <laughs> oh uh, gosh! I have no idea. That's like, I and and not in a a negative way. Like I I truly I truly love the job, and I I love every opportunity.
0: That's, good. that's that's
1: that's <laughs> that it's brought. So I um. I'm, I'm doing what I love, so it's really hard to imagine doing something else.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what that says. I'm still doing it, so it's, yeah. it's exactly that. So, what book are you currently reading? Uh What would you recommend, or would you recommend that?
1: Yeah, I am more of a podcast listener than well, I am. Podcast is fine. Friends.
0: I was going to say listening to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, uh, you know, I still have two young children at home, so I feel like times to read books are are limited. But I I stumbled upon the H- uh, Huberman Lab podcast recently, and I love it. I feel like it's a fantastic one, so I've been enjoying that.
0: Yeah, you have to start listening to Canada's podcast because I will. Of- <laughs> <laughs> are you a morning or a night person? With three kids, I suspect you're a morning person.
1: I am a morning person for sure.
0: If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be, and why would you choose the word? <laughs>
1: um, the one that came to mind when you said that was "shiny," uh, and it's like certainly like a word that we use a lot within the company when we're interviewing team members. Like, ah, oh, you know, they're, they're shiny. It's a bubbly, mm-hmm. bright personality. Yeah.
0: What's keeping you up at night?
1: Part <laughs> kids, <Part> <laughs> you do get to throw kids in there.
0: Um-hmm.
1: AR, accounts receivable. Yeah, <laughs> they notoriously me. in this industry. Yes, it I know. I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I think that this has been really, really, really fun. Um, there's just one other question I want to ask you. If you knew what you know now, Would you start your business like you did, or would you do it differently?
1: Uh, I think I actually understand why Justin and I started the business how we did now. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to me now. Um, We were not business plan people, still are not business plan people. Um, But when I look back and even even the fact that one of the things that took off the most for us at the very first was our business Instagram page Mm -hmm. I can understand why just as my skills combined um we really do have like a unique background for understanding like the social space and storytelling Mm -hmm. Um, and it was that Instagram page that you know Got us our first like interns and um, started kind of a bit of a a media buzz as well. Helped us in terms of validation when we were speaking to our initial talent. So it was a, a really important component.
0: Emily, it's been great meeting you. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they listen to this, view it, whichever? Uh, how How can they get a hold of you?
1: Yes, um, website is shinetalentgroup.com. Uh, there's a contact section there for both you know brands and uh, aspiring talent as well for talent who are interested in representation. And on Instagram, we are Shine Talent Group.
0: Thanks for coming on Canada's podcast. Thank you very much.